Hey, welcome to another episode of the Gateway Leadership Podcast. It's me, David Canastracy, everybody. And my job on this podcast is to help you, to help you lead in every area of life. If you're new to the podcast, we're glad you're aboard. If you're part of our regular audience, we are so grateful for you and trusting that today's conversation will be a blessing. Joining with me today are two amazing women of God who are actually related to each other. I think last podcast was uh, two, three generations of leaders. Now, today we have two generations of leaders. Joining me is Pastor Carol Cohen and her daughter, Pastor Carrie Cohen, who both are pastors at Gateway City Church with me. I've known these ladies for decades. They are top quality. And I've invited them to join us uh, today for the uh, another conversation, but today we're going to focus in on the area of what God is doing with women, women in transition, women going to the next level. And ladies, I am honored that you are here. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being with us. Some of you are familiar with uh, Pastor Carol, not only the executive director of Gateway Community Outreach, but also for the last five years, um, our women's pastor. And we're going to talk about how that's changing in just a minute. And Carrie... Stuart, did I call you Carrie Cohen? You did. I am so sorry. How weird is that? I do know your name. I didn't even catch it. But yeah, (laughs) you are Carrie Stewart, and I know that. (laughs) But you are two Cohens at the same time. That's right. That's right. uh, And so, uh, Pastor Carrie Stewart, who uh, has been our operations director and uh, for years here on the church, serving in a variety of capacity, now stepping into that role as women's um, pastor. So I'm honored. Thank you both for joining me. That's a big, that's a big transition. Mm -hmm. Carol, what are you doing? What's, are you, what's happening with you? (laughs) I'm doing something really (laughs) exciting. Uh Actually, I'm getting ready to retire for my second time. I, I worked at... You're not uh, very good at this, I'm not good. I'm going to be good this time, though. Let the podcast world know she is smiling really big as she's telling the story. Right. I uh, served at the uh, San Jose Evergreen Community College District as vice chancellor for 20 years and then came over full-time to Gateway right. and uh, have just loved serving God in a couple of capacities. Uh, when I was at the district office... Uh, I created opportunities for um, at-risk populations and helping people succeed. And I've come over to Gateway and doing the same thing, just helping people make their lives better. And I've enjoyed doing that. But I'm getting ready to retire. (laughs) And so uh, literally, Carrie and I, we are in the transition mode. And um, we are handing off. I'm handing off the baton for women's ministry now is going to go to Carrie. Mm -hmm. And we literally have both of us have our hands on the baton. We're running side by side. We're creating something new. That's pretty mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does that feel to you? Well, I know you're proud of your daughter. I am very. But I know it's, you know, stepping away is always a, that's a step of faith too, right? It is. And um, in fact, God just said recently, you know, and stepping into something new for me and for Carrie and for women's ministry. God said recently that he doesn't do reruns. Mm-hmm. And so we're looking for something really new. And for that, that means I have to let go of my expectations of what we've done it like and what things have been like and how, how it might should be now and just let go. 
mm-hmm. and let God do what he wants to do. And he is, I believe he's doing something exciting and something new. And so what we're spending our energy doing is trying to align with what God is doing. You know, the worst thing you can do in leadership, mm-hmm. I think, is make your plans and then ask God to come in and bless them. Right. You know, because the blessing and the fruitfulness comes when you find where God's at and what he's doing and then jump right in the middle of that. So that's what we're trying to do. I agree. Yeah. This is like layers of a conversation and all of which are super <laughs> interesting because there's transition. You know, there's intergenerational transition, which I went through. You know, my uncle was my pastor. He handed the church off to me at one point 20-some years ago. And he blessed me and empowered me Mm -hmm. in ways that I was, I think, fearful that he wouldn't. Maybe there would be a little pressure on me, for example, to do what he had done and do things the way Mm -hmm. he had done. I think I felt that. But as I as I did wade out into my new um, authority and liberty, I was respectful, of course, but free to innovate. And he's, he's been very instrumental in blessing me to do that. What I hear you saying is that you're blessing your daughter to lead and be who she is, which is, yeah. mm-hmm. that's awesome. And it's got to feel great to you and it's got to feel great uh, to her. How does this feeling to in your from your perspective, Carrie, you're receiving and stepping up to a new level. Um, by the way, I forgot to mention that you also do the young professional minister. I got so distracted by calling you Carrie Cohen, <laughs> which is who you were when I met you, but I know you uh, that, that you've done young professionals uh, ministry and doing a, a bang up job. But how's this all feeling to you? Um, it's feeling it's feeling really good now. I think I think my mom kind of hit it on the head where she said, we're not trying to reproduce what we've already been doing. Mm. So the thought of come in, be me, these are the ideas, this is what we're doing. I'm thinking, how do I shape shift and fit into a box that we don't, I don't know how to do that. But I do have something God's telling me for women. Right. So can I bring my thoughts and my ideas? And it was just, it took the pressure off, I think, when she said, I just feel that God's saying, we're going to do something new. And I mm. thought, man, that's exactly what I'm feeling. Don't feel the pressure to fit into a mold bring the new ideas that God has had. He's not going to put you in a position and not equip you to do it. So be ready for that. It's like a David and Saul's armor moment. Mm -hmm. If we, if we let it, you (laughs) know, it could go off the rails, but you know, Saul, Saul's not somebody that we look at and say, he did a great job. I mean, (laughs) we don't look, there's not very many leadership lessons in Saul's life, but maybe if there's one, Mm -hmm. it would be that when David said to him, this doesn't fit me. Mm -hmm. I can't wear your armor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me do what I do. Right. He was okay with that. That's and true. and I think that might be the one thing that Saul got right. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And David did kill the giant. He right. killed it. He mm-hmm. literally nailed it. And In uh, a way that probably Saul would not have done. And that's the cool sure. thing. He did it with his own tools, his own weapons. Right. And I think that's the key. And we're noticing the generational blessing there. My mom is bringing things to the table. I, I'm not going to be able to bring. I'm bringing things to the table that others wouldn't have. And, and so there's a blessing in the generations. That's the new thing we're really sensing for women's ministry is that we want to see, we want to cross generational lines. We want to bring right. all voices to the table. And we want to do that on a team and leadership level. Mm-hmm. So at the leadership yeah. level, let's have multi-generational voices. We want different perspectives. We want that reflected on our on our ministry teams. 
that is what we're sensing. So, and it's not just multi-generational on our teams. We want that to trickle down into our communities. We want to create opportunities for women to link arms with other women of different backgrounds and different cultures, different experiences, because women need other women. We need to be strengthened. We need to champion each other. We need to lift each other up. And, and so when you create that connection, we just really feel that's where we get stronger. So you want to be very intentional about getting multiple generations at the table, which is interesting yes. because here's we're literally at a table with multiple generations. <laughs> but you want that to you want that to uh, bleed out into women's ministry as as an identity that we mm-hmm. are a multi-generational yeah. uh, group of women. How, right. how how are you going to do that? Well, we're going to start with the leadership team. Wow. So we've 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 had multi generation, multi generational get-togethers, right? But we want to take it deeper than that. Right. We want the decision making, the planning, to come from multiple generations, and mm-hmm. we've been very intentional about thinking about what the different generations bring. And we need, you know, as older women, we need the creativity. We need the. Uh, the the uh, energy we need we need so much from the younger generation but by the same token the younger generation needs right to receive from the older generation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about how the bible tells us that the older generation is to teach the younger the generation said to titus set and it we, up this way right you know? right yeah. and we talk about doing that but we we want to be in in what we're doing with women's ministry right now is being very intentional about that. We are going mm-hmm. to create opportunities so there's a cross-pollination of the generations so we can benefit, learn from each other, and we'll both generations will be stronger when we do that. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. there are, I think that's a dance. It's a difficult dance. First of all, each generation has its own culture. Right. And we talk a lot about being multicultural at our church. That's really mm-hmm. the only way to be in the world we live in today because we're so interconnected if you're mono you're mm-hmm. in trouble mm-hmm. so you've got to be multi right multi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that includes multi uh multi-generations but sometimes the perspectives are so different the desires dreams expectations can be so different how do we prepare the generations of women to receive each other how, or do you think they're do you think women want to be with other generations there's always that tension. It's a, a dance, question. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You know, we weren't sure when we had our first meeting where we pulled everyone together. I thought, let's see how this goes. We, <laughs> we invited leaders from youth and young adults and young professionals all the mm-hmm. way up. And they all came to the table. We thought, this is going to be interesting, you know. And the, this is something funny we did. We divided into two uh, kind of focus group things because it was, it was a large group. And we all had the same questions to answer. So each group was working on stuff. And these groups were multi-gen. We had all ages. Mm-hmm. We all were talking about what do women need? What are the pain points of women? How often should we meet? And what does this look like? And what do you want to see in women's ministry? And so we all came back to the drawing board and said, let's talk about our answers. We are more alike than we realize. Oh, is that our right? Answers what a pleasant surprise. That's were great. so similar. And, and it was coming from teams of women that were on all sides. Mm. But what happened is the beauty was we were listening to all perspectives. And we were saying, that makes sense. I never saw it that way. I never realized you felt like that. We need to incorporate that. We need to build something wider. So we realized by opening our doors wider, yeah. we're getting a clear picture of what God can do in women's ministry. And we were, we were really, really surprised by the turnout. 
we were and and the fact that um each each generation has something very meaningful to contribute and we mm-hmm. began to recognize that there you go. and if we don't if we don't interact i mean if we only interact from a distance there's no way to build that legacy to leave that legacy um in in mentoring younger women and younger women to learn from we'd hear a lot about younger women want to learn from the older women but when does that happen yeah so we're we're trying to be very intentional about creating the opportunities where now this is, you know, we say we want to do this, this is how we're going to do it. And we're starting with leaders getting together. If leaders get together and it's cross-generational, we're modeling what we want to see happen, what mm-hmm. we want to see play out. So, And I think, I think uh, one of our values is honor. You know, I think that's a, I think as different generations honor each other, even if they see it differently or feel it differently or they have their, you know, preferences generational preferences right. but mm-hmm. that honor i learned something a long time ago that's helped me ever since whatever you honor comes closer to you mm. whatever you dishonor walks away from you mm-hmm. and so whenever we're trying to create closeness friendship unity whatever that piece mm-hmm. of honoring so if, if the younger generation can truly honor and appreciate the older generation and vice versa, that's going to be uh, that's going to be huge. Mm. I'm really glad to hear that you're getting traction. One thing that um, we have been successful in doing is that the older generation has learned how to take the scriptures and the promises of the Bible and apply them mm-hmm. to life. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the younger people haven't lived that yet. Mm-hmm. They haven't lived through some of the challenges of life. So, so in, in, in when things would happen and somebody would need counseling from, from somebody else, it's ones who've walked through life a little bit, who've learned how to say, Oh, this is how this works. Mm-hmm. That, that, that has created great strength. And so we're going to replicate some of those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Really good. And some of the younger women I know um, are craving that. They want right. that. They're, in fact, one leader I was talking to, she actually broke down and cried. She says, I've always wanted like a mother figure to speak mm-hmm. into me. Right. I want that wisdom. I don't know how to get it. I'm leading. People think oh, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm doing okay. I'm strong. But I would give anything to have that. And so she says, sign me up for this. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be a part of that. And women that I've worked with personally, younger women, mm-hmm have come to me and said, you know, and I'll say, well, here, the Bible says this, but how do you do that? Mm-hmm. How does that look? Break it down. Yeah. How do you, how do you walk through that? Well, you know, you, you, uh, you apply this scripture and you don't let anything else into your mind. You, you control your thoughts. You bring every thought into captivity. You don't. So it's in the, how do you do this? Mm-hmm. That I think brings the greatest value. It's not, you know, the younger generation isn't looking for another book to read or another um, list of how to's. Or but another rule to keep, another, maybe. Right, yeah, right. right. But they want to know, how does God work mm-hmm. when I'm having trouble? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, where, what button do I push? What, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Well, that kind of leads to you know a bigger question. This is what God is doing here at our church and mm-hmm. probably at many churches. I would think the Holy Spirit is emphasizing that women need each other. Mm-hmm. But what else do you ladies see going on in the world? What's God doing? If I said, what's God doing with women in the world today, at least from your perspective, what do you, what do you see happening? Well, we feel like God is um, kind of opening the door for women and women are beginning to walk in that. So, I mean, we're thankful at Gateway, we have a strong leadership 
team that um, wants to see women walking in leadership roles. You know, mm-hmm. we, they want to see women rising up. Um, but we're believing what we're seeing is that women are having a better understanding of God's heart and purposes towards, you know, women. And so where women have felt suppressed in the past, you know, maybe where they felt like they, they don't fit in, they don't, they can't rise up. We're, we're realizing that has nothing to do with Jesus's view of women. That's not how Jesus feels Mm. about women. Mm. That's a reflection of like cultural norms. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the culture speaking in. So it was culture that didn't let women uh, lead. It was culture that didn't let women speak up or, or rise up or you have to fit this position or role because you're a woman. That was culture. You know, that was culture. So we're not trying to change God's view towards women. What we're trying to do is to get women to come into alignment mm. with all that God has for them. Come into alignment and not allow the cultural limits to stop them. So in essence, we're not trying to convince God to give us a place. What we're trying to do is God has already given us a place. We need to understand that that's what I think women are starting to wake up to. That thought, God has given us a place. Culture has said one thing. Um, other people have told me this. My parents might have said this about me or leaders might have said this about me. But God has said this. Mm-hmm. I have a place. And so right. we need to step into that. Mm-hmm. And women are they're stepping into leadership roles in the church, just like they already have in other places. Mm-hmm. In, in, in the world in which we live. That's see- one of the saddest statements. Yeah. <laughs> That is, is a really sad. Please go on, but that that's a really sad statement. Well, that it, it was the church that caught on last. Last, it's true. yes, and to, not all churches have caught on yet. No, I understand. We're, mm-hmm. There's a long way to go, but, but how but, sad is that? But mm-hmm. women are CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. Right. Women are heads of nations. Mm-hmm. Women are moving in strength and authority, and all over the place. They're they're politicians. They're they're scientists. They're astronauts. Women are walking in strength and authority in the natural and the natural many times precedes or is or is in alignment mm-hmm. with what God is doing in the spirit mm-hmm. and so we believe God is doing that right now with women in the church um, so we're seeing s- women in the church where it's permitted mm-hmm. they're stepping into strength and authority that's already been given to them by God and I mean in the past in the past women could only do what men didn't want to do Mm. They could um, sing in the choir and, of course, do children's ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, or they could be an assistant or a secretary. But they couldn't do anything that men wanted to take that position for. But that is changing. That Are you is, talking about in the church or in the marketplace or both? Where do you see this? Well, I think it was both. But women have already progressed through the marketplace right. and through the political world right. and all that. They've already progressed. It's right. a done deal. Right. And the church is now moving into that. Women now are pastors. Women are speaking from the pulpit. They're leading ministries. They're operating in fivefold giftings and all that. Uh, Apostles, right. Mm -hmm. There are women apostles. So so what what has already been happening in the natural is now moving into the church. And I believe that is so important. That is, that is such an important release of giftings. Mm-hmm. It's half the population. Mm-hmm. If half your population in your church is suppressed, what are we missing? Oh, mm-hmm. man. But right. when women are released to be all that they can be, I mean, things change in the home, mm-hmm. for one thing. Things are just better. And in the church, there is just an excitement. There's, there's a new life that happens. So... That's what we're seeing. We're seeing lots of churches now begin to step. And thank God Gateway is one of those. Mm-hmm. If, if Gateway wasn't, 
I couldn't be here. Right. Our our family is female rich. I mean, there's, so there's me, there's my three daughters, there's my three granddaughters. Right. There are, you know, right. there's just fe- so we. Have, so if most of your family was headed for a dead end, mm-hmm. that wouldn't be I a very life giving environment. I couldn't put them there. Right. Mm-hmm. I want my, just like Carrie's doing. Mm-hmm. That was my vision. Mm-hmm. That was I believe that's a re- part of the reason I'm here to launch her into what God mm-hmm. has for her. And I believe there are other families in churches where women step up. And get your daughters, get your granddaughters mm-hmm. into what God has for them. Now is the time. There's nothing that can hold you back mm-hmm. besides yourself. So once we fix the theology, okay, so that so a lot of this is the, you know, uh, yeah, it's let's tough. talk theology. Because out in the marketplace, there's not a theology of limiting women. It might be cu- purely in fact, cultural. there's laws that prohibit it. <laughs> exactly. There would be laws. But, but, but the world, I think, is increasingly more... Uh, open uh, toward those things. So culture is moving in the right direction, maybe with regard to empowering mm-hmm. women. But in some parts of the church, it is less and less. It's not It's not a real popular stance. But there are some very prominent people right now that are still on this bandwagon. You see them on YouTube. You see their articles yeah. and their books and so mm-hmm. on. Um, we've got this theology problem, ecclesiology problem that says women shouldn't do that. Now, that's not what today is about. But once we remove that, okay, we take that piece out of the way and we say, women, go for it. You're fully authorized. God is doing this. You just said nothing can stop you. But let me challenge you on that. Mm -hmm. A woman could stop herself, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, absolutely. What else are they facing? What maybe, what's internal? What are, Mm -hmm. you know, what are some of the leftovers, the Mm -hmm. holdovers from that season of Mm -hmm. bondage that kind of uh, Mm -hmm. hold women in their place? Well, I... I think one of the things you have to do is make sure you're under the right covering. Mm. I remember coming into you, Pastor, one time, and I said how I was really trying hard not to be a strong woman leader. And that I was trying, you know, just to be this. And I said, I'm trying to walk 10 steps behind my husband. And, and you said, that's okay. God will forgive you. <laughs> and I've never forgotten that. You told me yeah. then to be all that I could be. Absolutely. And that set me free to pursue God, and this is a safe place. So Mm. the first thing I would say to women is make sure you're in a safe place to grow. Mm. And I'll leave it there. But the other thing is you have to stop believing the lies, Mm. internal and external Mm. lies. There's external lies, what has culture told you, what your family told you, what your neighborhood told I mean, what is it? that's told you that you can't do or be. There's absolutely no reason in 2021 Mm -hmm. why a woman can't step into her destiny that God has designed for her. We need to recognize that we're being lied to. Mm. And, And like some of the lies, isolation, I can do this on my own. Women tend to isolate. Um, you're used to doing it on your own. You're Mm. used to just fixing things Mm. and making people feel better. And so you give up your own comfort and you just do things on your own. I don't need anybody. Or Mm. or one of those that, you know, even competition among women. Sometimes it's not the men that hold us back. Sometimes it's other women because they felt held back. So when a woman starts to rise, a little bit of jealousy. Mm. Mm-hmm. So we have to be, we have to guard. It's that old basket of crabs mm-hmm. uh, they talk about. You know, if you put if you put a basket of crabs and one crab starts to get out, the other crabs will reach down and pull them, mm. pull them back down into the basket. 
And yeah. sometimes we do that. That's not just a female problem. That's a human problem. That's a human problem. But as God is doing something new and women who maybe have been suppressed over mm-hmm. time, as they begin to rise, mm-hmm. we don't want to be a crab. Right. That's a good way to put it. Right. <laughs> don't be crabby. Don't, don't be crabby. Be. Uh, negative self-image. You know, we tell ourselves over and over, I don't have what it takes. I don't like the way I look. Mm. You know, I don't look like, you know, whatever marketing is telling us. I don't, um, I, I don't, I can't, I can't speak well. I can't do, I can't, I can't. And we fill ourselves with all these negative thoughts that just tends to pull down our self-image. Um, right. I think that's so destructive. And we talk ourselves out of it. Mm-hmm before we give ourselves the opportunities to Mm -hmm. succeed. So we have to recognize the lies, first of all. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a two-part, it's a two-part thing. We have to stop listening to what the enemy is saying to us, right? Stop listening to what our own minds are telling Mm -hmm. us. And we have to start believing what God has said about us. We have to know what God has said about us. Mm -hmm. So if you're you're above and not beneath, you know, you're the head and not the tail. You're more than a conqueror. You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. These are all things that God is saying about us. We have to know that, you know, um, cause we really sense, uh, and I, w- we were talking about this at our together gathering. We had all generations come together this past weekend and we were just really sensing God wanting to unleash women, mm-hmm. you know, women who have just right. been in captivity mm-hmm. for whatever the reason God's getting ready to unleash them. Women who have remained, I, I keep hearing the word dormant. You know, mm. you've got something inside, but it's not being activated. You know, mm. why is that? There, God has put something in you. We need to activate that. God, you have something to bring. So women who just don't know their value, they don't know what they have. It's time for everyone to come to the table. There is a, there's a space for you. And we have to kind of see it that way. A table with all the chairs and your chair is there. If you don't show up, no one's going to sit in your chair. That space is for you. What you have is different than what I have and what they have and what she has. We need to bring what we have to the table and use our giftings, you know, use our voice, use what God has given us because we need what God has put inside of you. And I think so I think that's the key. You know, we have to know what God says about us and show up. If you don't know who you are, you can't be who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Good. totally, totally. And I think um, in fact, it was Clay Goodson that said it, I think, in a pastoral meeting here recently, that he's working with the young people on identity. You know, mm-hmm. who are we in Christ? Right. And that's such a key, mm-hmm. because if you don't know, if you don't know who you are in Christ, because none of us want to be who we are as a man or as a human or as a, I mean, that can be a part of it. But the real, the real boost comes because we're broken, right? Mm-hmm. That's who we are. <laughs> I mean, we're beautiful, but we're broken. The real boost comes when we find out who we are in Christ and that we are authorized, that we are loved, that we are accepted, that we are wanted, that we are valuable. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think a big challenge today, especially in a day of broken families, where identity is not being imparted to a a Mm -hmm. lot of our a lot of our people, they they never had identity, so they don't know who they are. So when you say you're valuable, it's like. You're speaking another language. Why would I be valuable? I don't even know who I am. In what way am I valuable? We have to really build people's sense of who they are mm-hmm. in Christ. Because if that, if that gap is there, it'll be filled in mm. by the world, the devil's message for you, right. the right. school curriculum mm-hmm. right. for you. Right. will fill in your identity. I'm so glad to hear that Clay is and, Cl- and Kelsey are, are uh, really teaching that to our young people. They need to think about that. They need to have the answer before the question arises. They need to know who they are. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. in Christ because that's where our true identity is. And if there's a void there, the world, the world's message, marketing, school curriculum, someplace that message is that that gap is going to be filled. I'm still thinking though, there's another step even beyond this, which is. Uh, we need to get our theology right. We need to get our identity right, our self-talk right. But then there's a whole layer where here we are in the San Francisco Bay Area. So let's say a woman does value herself, and she has broken through theology, and she does have a positive—that's not the issue. Her issue might be time or pressure or a marriage that's not where it's supposed to be or, uh, uh, you know, uh, seasons that we— mm-hmm. Uh, that we go through in life that would hold us back. What, what else, how else can we help women? What are women facing in that area? When I was struggling with that very issue, because there was so much I wanted to do. I wanted <laughs> to do it all. And um, I believe, I mean, women can do it all, but they can't do it all at once. Right. And so God spoke to me once very clearly, and he said, eat the fruit of the season. Hmm. And so he challenged me to stop, recognize what your season is, and recognize the fruit of that season. Mm. I was just um, meeting with a woman last week, and we talked about this, because she she has all this passion, wants to do all of this, and is anointed, and God has giftings in her, and there's so much, and she has little children. And it's frustrating. Yeah, I said, no, that's for design, that's for purpose. God has put within you everything you need to accomplish the purpose he has for you. Mm -hmm. But you're in a season. What season are you in? There's fruit here that you'll never get again. Mm -hmm. The fruit of the season is ripe. It's beautiful. It's exactly what it's supposed to be. If you try to eat the fruit of the next season, it's not developed yet. It's it's right. ro- and if you try to go back it's and sour. eat the, if you try to eat the fruit of the last season, it's, it's rotten. It's ro- so eat the yeah, fruit of the really season, good. and yeah. that that frees you to For be sure. all that you can be in that moment. Meanwhile. God will prepare you for your next season in this mm. season. Mm. That's so good. so good. I told I w- we were talking about this yesterday, my mom and I, and I said I resonate so much with that because I, you know, as a, I was a single mom parenting two girls, you know, their dad passed away when they were little. And yet I had all this stuff I wanted to do, you know, mm-hmm. and I well, I'm serving at church and I'm leading this group and I'm and I'm doing it all, and I found myself just getting super overwhelmed. You know, I'm trying to lead, go out to my leadership group, and my kids are holding on to me, and they're crying, you know, don't leave, you know. And I'm feeling this pressure, and I'm frustrated. I'm saying, why, you know, why is this so hard? And I remember actually talking to you about it, Pastor David, and you were saying, you know, there's only so many bites on the cookie, mm-hmm. you, you know, and it's the same kind of a thought. You have to know the fruit of the season. My season was to pour into my girls. That is what my girls needed in that time. And it developed me and it helped me to be able to do that, to speak into them. And so I started thinking, you know, maybe I can I can be in community, but I don't need to be leading this group and jumping in here and all of my time. Where does God want me to be? And I started focusing there. And that was such a freedom for me to know I was working exactly where God wanted me to be. There was I was fulfilled. I was feeling good. But now, you know, my girls are 19 and 22, <laughs> and all of a sudden, I have all this time, and I'm stepping into things, and my kids, you know, I try to pour in there, leave me alone. I'm, <laughs> I'm adulting right home. now. Yeah, yeah, when they're home. <laughs> I'm adulting. I don't need you to be here. So, you know, I'm realizing my season has shifted. Right. 
you know, my season. So I would say to the person who's feeling that tug, you know, this is a season. I look back now and I think, man, that season was short. And I do not regret pouring the time in that I did to no my way. girls. Right. Because it's over before you know it. It's done. And I know that I gave all that I had. I didn't try to do it all. I gave what I had in that season. And I feel good about it because now I'm able to jump into this next one. And I'm excited for it. And but even for my, it, when I was in the workplace, um, I just wanted to be in ministry. I mean, that was where I was going. That's what, what I knew God had prepared me for. And so I was raring to go. I was like the horse at the, at the, at the launching. <laughs> but what I realized after the fact that God used that season to get me ready for this season, right. I learned things that I realized, oh man, I really needed to know that. Hmm. One example was I, I, I uh, uh, was given the responsibility for the foundation at the district and I had never even been to a meeting, <laughs> but I had to really figure it out and I mm. had to learn. And so God used that learning experience to prepare me for what he was going to bring me to here. So I think that, um, you know, just the benefit, the fruit of the season, but also the preparation during that time for next season, nothing is lost. Mm -hmm. God's not going to waste anything. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I think what you hit on earlier is so key. Um, Every one of us have to come to the point where we realize I don't have the time to do everything I have passion for. Yeah. Right. It would be it would be great mm -hmm. if I had time for everything mm -hmm. I was passionate about. But we're passionate people in mm -hmm. leadership. And so mm -hmm. uh, I'm passionate for world missions. I'm passionate for my church. Mm -hmm. I'm passionate for a lot of different things. But making it all fit, that's the that's the challenge. So we do have to get used to those limitations. Yeah. And even when your season changes, you'll still be under that rule. Mm -hmm, right. You'll still have to, you'll still have to manage mm -hmm. all the plates with spinning the different right. plates. I think, I think the one key though, is as you're spinning plates, the one, mm -hmm. one key for women I would say is, is uh, don't be disconnected, you know, from other women, from a small group, get involved in, and that might look like, you know, we have, we have something for women twice a month. And so every second and fourth Thursday, for example, at Gateway, you can come and be a part of a life group no matter what age you are. Mm -hmm. There's a space for you. Right. We're looking at Zoom groups. You can jump on a Zoom group once a, once a month. If you have an hour to give, be in connection. The Somehow. idea is don't mm -hmm. do it alone. Mm -hmm. Don't do it alone. It's not about your time. And I think we do that sometimes. We say, well, I don't have time, right? so I won't do anything. anything. But yeah. you can do something. Mm -hmm. Do something. That's what you're that's saying. Make connection a priority because yeah. mm -hmm. yeah. that's where the that's where the ministry yeah. really happens. Mm -hmm. That's where what's inside of you is going to touch somebody else and what's in them is going to touch right. you. Yeah. So good. So good. What else? I know there's pain point for women. A lot of women need healing, just like a lot of men. You know, we could, we could have a desire and a will to activate and be all that we're called to be. But sometimes things are broken inside mm -hmm. of us. And maybe this goes to what you were just saying, Pastor Kerry, is t time together is the healing, do you find that women can be healed in the presence of other women? Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, in uh, just the last three or four years, starting uh, Young Professionals as a ministry here you know, at Gateway, um, that's like ages 25 to 40. We see all ages in that, in that community. When women would gather in small groups and we would, we would have a, a message and then they'd talk and mm. have questions and prayer— I remember commenting every group I'd walk by women. I mean, tears were flowing. It's like they had an outlet because mm -hmm. women, you know, they, I feel like sometimes women think I can do it. I can do it on my own. I got this. Women were fixers. We like to solve the problem. We mm -hmm. jump in. 
we don't need others as a persona that we're, we're strong. But when you get into a group of other women and you start talking about your challenges, you know, mm-hmm. I sometimes don't feel like I've got it all. Sometimes I, I maybe doubt. in a way that they wouldn't say if a man was present. So that's that's sometimes. an interesting, yeah, for sure, because sometimes. they're going to clam up if, a, yeah. if men are there. Absolutely. <laughs> well, even first time visitors were there and they said, "I've never done a life group thing, but I'll I'll jump in." And I walk by and they're, "Oh, I didn't know I needed this." You know, they're crying. People are putting their hands out and praying for it. Right. But they, that was so refreshing for them. It wasn't a sad time. It wasn't. It was like, man, people are hearing me. People are hearing me. They see me. And now they're encouraging me. I feel like I can face next week and I'm going to do well. You know, that was encouraging for them. I think that's so important because, you know, in the workplace and in society in general, we're becoming isolated, cubicles, um, working from home. uh, Mm -hmm. The pandemic didn't help. And so people are very much um, on their own kind of. And if you don't check that and find a place where you can come in and be real and say this re- this has been a tough week mm-hmm. or the I, you know sometimes i don't like my kids you know mm-hmm. <laughs> or just be real about what you're yeah. feeling then all of that stuff keeps getting bottled up and what happens is when someone lags behind i mean it's like a nature that one that one deer that's off by himself at the end of the pack is the one the enemy pounces on right and so when you're alone you're isolated you're just hearing the reruns of of the messages that sometimes you're you know uh, listening to over and over again you're feeding yourself uh discouraging thoughts sometimes just being in community where somebody says no god's for you he's not you know he's 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 not against you he's for you he loves you you know you're loved you're valued and and all of those things where we can get some other kinds of messages is so important Mm -hmm. what i feel happening in this moment is like the holy spirit is ready to go deep with I mean, I could talk about globally, I know God is doing big things with women, and it's a, prof- it's a prophetic hour, mm-hmm. but even in this moment of people listening to the Gateway Leadership Podcast, hearing your story, the themes you ladies are each touching on, I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to go, go deep in people, and I, you know, listener, I don't know if you're driving down the road, or you're doing your dishes, or you're on a walk or or whatever you're doing but i'm going to ask these ladies right here these pastors mm-hmm. to pray for you and i believe that god wants to touch you right mm-hmm. where you are just mm-hmm. keep doing whatever you're doing or 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 not whatever what get yourself comfortable because it's a moment that you're in that you're listening to this uh to this podcast about women and if you're a man and you've had doubts and reservations and problems with women, maybe your own personal history with women, maybe stories, or if you're reluctant, I believe God wants to set you free to free the women in your life to be everything. You know, they can't be free until you're free. They can't be thinking right until you're authorized and Mm -hmm. blessing and encouraging and promoting their freedom. And so, that might be an area for a man listening, but for a woman, it might be an area of pain or brokenness or a value question or a, a spiritual question. Uh, that's And what we're looking for is to see everybody released mm-hmm. and to see everybody succeed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you, ladies, just to take this. I can feel the Holy Spirit just ready to do something. Would you, Carol mm-hmm. and Carrie, would you just pray for our listener mm-hmm. and imagine that God is using you? Mm-hmm. to to set them free in this moment. 
Yeah, I just sense that God wants to put his arms of love around some mm-hmm. of the women. I feel, mm. I just, I just see someone standing at a kitchen sink right now and just needs to know that they're loved. Yeah. Maybe they've been in an abusive situation or maybe they haven't been as valued as they want to be. And they're even questioning, does mm-hmm. God even care? Does he even mm. see what I'm going through? Mm. Does he know how yeah. difficult it is? And I just feel like God wants to extend his love today. Mm-hmm. I feel like God wants to wrap his arms around yeah. women who are feeling less than, mm-hmm. who are feeling unloved. And so God, mm-hmm. I just ask you by the yes, Holy Jesus. Spirit, God, we can talk about it all day long, but just to touch. Yeah. God, when you come in and just touch us Mm -hmm. by your spirit, God, then it lifts so many burdens, so many things. And so, God, we we ask you just to come in and wrap your arms around Mm -hmm. these women. God, let them feel your love. Let them feel that they're that they're valued, that you are for them, that you have a plan for them, that you see who they are. You see what they're dealing with. And God, you're going to help them. Mm -hmm. You're going to encourage them. You're going to be there. God, that this is this is your heart for them and that you want to see them healthy happy and whole god that that is your plan god i pray that you would just let your love surround women god thank you jesus god we just i just thank you lord god for your deep love for women god we were made in your image god you loved us you planned for us god you thought of us god and i thank you you're going to carry out your plan for women and you're going to carry out your plan through women god so i just lord we just come into agreement with what you're already doing we come into agreement with what you have said about women god we we say yes to that we lay down our fears we lay down our apprehensions any cultural things that we've adapted through the years or religious things god we lay that down at the feet of jesus and we say yes to your plan for women god we want to get on board with what you are doing god we want to say yes to what you're doing with women in this hour, God, for empowering them, for helping them to rise up, God, Lord, and and not to be controlling, not to be ones who are just, who who are doing things in their own way, Lord, but in your strength, God, guided by your spirit, God, activating gifts and and helping and uh, hurting people, God, using us as your messengers, Lord, God, we say yes to that, God, and I just, Lord, I just speak to every woman who is listening, every, every listener, God, no matter when they tune in. If they're hearing my voice right now, God, I thank you. There's no distance in the spirit, God. There's no distance in in time, Lord. You are present with them right now, God. I ask that your spirit, God, would cover them from the top of their head to their soles of their feet. God, I, I remind us, God, that you care about us. You care about our pain. God, it says that when you saw the pain of Mary, God, you wept uncontrollably. God, you feel what we feel. You said you are carrying, Lord, what we carry. So God, we shift our burdens onto you. We we trust you with our pain. We trust you with that thing, God, that we're carrying. Whatever it is that you are feeling, that you're carrying that burden, I, I encourage you to roll that over, as the Bible says, onto him. Let him carry that that burden for you because Jesus is there with you. He weeps with you. He's with you in the moment. He's with you in the pain. And he has a promise 
to heal you and to bring you out of that thing that has been discouraging or weighing you down. God's going to cause you to come out of that. He is going to he is going to enlarge you, equip you. He's going to heal you and you're going to step out of that place walking in his strength and his victory. God, so we just say yes to your plan that you have for all women. We and we just pray that you would use us, God, in whatever capacity, Lord, to accomplish it in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Pastor Carrie Stewart, Pastor Carol Cohen, thank you for joining us on the Gateway Leadership Podcast. I think this was really important, and I think uh, I think we moved the needle mm-hmm. in some women's lives and maybe yeah. some men that need to just lighten up and Do it, make God. some room for her. Do it, Lord. <laughs> hey, guys, fix your theology. Get up to date with God. God is moving amen. women amen. forward, and yes, we amen. say amen. Thank you for listening to the Gateway Leadership Podcast with David King Stracy, inspiring you to lead in every area of life. We'll be releasing a new episode every month, so be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Gateway City Church is one church that meets in multiple cities. To find us or to learn more, visit mygatewaycity.church. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you right here next month.